Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shehebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shehebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Daf Kav Zayin. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Sam Dome in honor of the rabbi. Tiskel mitzvot Sam. Today's daf is being studied Le'ilun Yishmat Hakam Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam and Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. We are going to start today on Chav Vav Amud Bet. <clears throat> Just to review for a moment the subject that we are involved in. The Gemara brought a Braita. Uh, if you want to just quickly review the Braita, it would be at the two dots on Chav Vav Amud Sheni. About halfway the page up. The Braita said, Tanur Banan. Tanur Shesiko Bikilipe Orla O Bikashin Shel Kile Hakerim. The Gemara was talking about an oven, an oven that was made out of clay, that's a Kiliheris, that was fueled with the fruit of Orla. Actually, the Gemara says Bikilipe Orla. Those are the um, the shells, the peels of Orla, which the Torah tells us that not only the fruit of Orla is Asur, but the Kilipot are also Asur. That would be like she says, Kilipe Egozim of the nuts, Viremonim of the pomegranates, She'afhem Bichlal Peri. That is still considered a Peri, and therefore they're Asur from the law of Orla, which forbids us to benefit from the first three years of its growth. For that matter, Kashin Shil Kerem. Kelehakerim, we said, is a mixture of grapes from the vine and a vegetable that were planted in close proximity to each other. So these items as well are asu, not only the fruit, but any part of the kelehakerim, uh, the kashim, the stalks as well, are forbidden. In any event, he fueled the oven with these items, common denominator, isureh hana'ah. So the Gemara said, Hadash Yutatz. If it was a new oven, then the only solution is to break it. Now, in the olden days, in a new oven, in order to get it to be firm, in order to strengthen the walls of the oven, they would heat it first. So the logic here is, since it was heated with Isur Hana'a, so now the whole oven becomes Asur, and therefore you'd have to break it. Yashan, but if it was an old oven, meaning if the oven was already uh, heated once, so it's a firm, solid oven, <clears throat> and now you just used it and fueled it with Isurana'a, so the deen is Yutsan. In that case, you just have to wait till it cools down in order that you do not benefit from the heat of Isurana'a, and then you could use it the next time. Of course, using kosher, non-isudhana'a fuel. Now, 
That's the first din. So the first part of the Brayta makes a difference between a new oven and an old oven. A new oven must be broken, and an old oven just cool it down, and then you can use it the subsequent time with fuel that is not isur bana'a. The Brayta continued and said, Athabo etapat. If let's say you baked bread in this oven, which means uh, in this oven over here, uh, you had in it isur hana'a. For example, you fueled it with the kedipe orla or the kashin of Kileha Kerem, that was the fuel that you were using, and now you went and you baked bread at that time when the Isur fuel was in the oven. Rabbi Omer hapat asura. Rabbi comes along and says the pat is asur. Why? His logic is because bottom line, the bread is being baked by the orla, or by the Kila Kerem. So the bread was enhanced by Isur Hana'ah. That was Rabbi's logic. Hachamim came along and said, Hapat Muterit. They said, even such a case, the pat is permissible. Again, uh, their logic is that the real benefit does not take place until the Orla or the Kila Kerem turned into ashes. Because again, it's a fuel. So the real heat that's in the bread was only after these things turned into ashes. Now after these things turned into ashes, it's not Isur Hana'ah. They're only Isur Hana'ah when they're a peri, or when they're a kelipot, or when they're kashim. So therefore, Akamim come along and say, there's, there's not a real uh, Isur Hana'ah that you're getting that's in the bread. So again, we have a mahloket between Rabbi and Hakamim by a case where where there was Isur being used to fuel the oven, the bread that was baked in, is it Isur or not? Rabbi says it is indeed Isur, because the uh, bread definitely was enhanced by the Isur as it was fueling the oven, and Hakamim are lenient, they say it is Muteret. The last part of the Brayta was Bishela al Halim, but if one waited until the Isurana became coals, and therefore one baked the bread over coals. In that case, everybody's going to say mutar. Why? Because already it's coals. Because it's already batel, and therefore there would be no isurana. Now the Gemara asked the question. The Gemara said, "Vehatanya ben Hadash u ben Yashan Yutsan." The Gemara says, what are you talking about? That we have a Brayta that says, whether it was a new oven or an old oven, the option is, just let it cool down, and then you can reuse it. Which means, even in a new oven, that it was made in oven bi'isur no problem, let it cool down, and then you could use it subsequently again with heter. Uh, that's a problem, because the first Brayta said, hadash yutatz. That if the oven was made be you actually have to break it. So the Gabbana says La Kashya. We will say that the opinion that said you had to break the oven was Rabbi. Meaning, just like the B said, when the oven is being fueled, 
with Isur you cannot bake bread in it. So he'll also say that if the oven was made an oven with Isur you also have to break it. I mean, just like the bee was mahmir. By the bread, that it's, you're not allowed to eat the bread that was baked in such an oven, he'll also be the shita that says you have to actually break the new oven as well. The Gibra says, no. One thing it does, nothing to do with the other. Imur de shamrat When did Rabbi say that we're going to be makmir? Mishum de yesh shivah etzim bepat. Because when you have the fuel of Isur in the oven itself, that is enhancing the actual bread. Which means the bread is being baked with only Isur Because the fuel is Kilipeh Orla and Kashin Shilkaliakerem. In that case, Rabbi was Mahmir. However, Zebezegorem, Mishamatle. But did we see him being mahmid in the case of Zebezegorem? What is Zebezegorem? Basically, it means the words, this and this caused. Meaning, when you have something that is produced through Heter and Isur, a combination, that's called Zebezegorem. In this case, granted, the oven itself was made by Isur. Meaning, it was made in oven, it was a new oven, it was heated up initially with Isur Ana'ah. Now, once you're baking bread in this oven, that means you're going to have to bring new fuel. Now, when you bring new heter fuel, meaning fuel that's not isur bahana'ah, so the bread that's being baked in that oven is going to be baked through a combination. Through an oven that was, has isur hana'ah, that was made by isur hana'ah, but with fuel now that you're using that is heter. So that would be zevezeh gorem. So maybe the bee holds Zevezegorem Mutar. In the case where the bread was baked solely with Isurana as its fuel, that's not Zevezegorem. The only Gorem over there is the fuel of Isur. That's why the bee says the bread is forbidden. However, in a case where you made the oven uh, with Isur, Good. So the oven now is Isurana, has Isurana on it, let's say. Now you take new fuel, and you put it in, and you bake bread. So that bread is being baked with heter fuel in an Isur oven. So that's already Zevezegorem. It's the combination between the oven and the fuel. Who says that the bee is going to be Mahmir? In such a case, maybe in such a case he'll also say that you don't have to break the oven, because you old Zevezegorem mutar. So the Gebarah says, fine. So how do we answer this question? I mean, who's the opinion that says the oven has to be broken? So basically we're going to have to find an opinion that holds Zevezegorem Asur. Meaning, we're going to find an opinion that's going to say that if you have bread that was baked through a combination of Heter and Isur, meaning in this case the Isur oven with Heter fuel, it is Isur. Once we find that opinion, that'll be the opinion of the first Praita that said, Hadash uh, Yutatz, that you have to break it. So the Gebarah says, oh, The opinion that is Mahmid that says you have to break the oven is Rabili Aizir. So the Gebarah says, Hey Rabili Aizir, which Rabili Aizir? Where is this opinion of Rabili Aizir that you see? Zevezegorem Asur. Maybe you're going to tell me it's Rabili Aizir who has an opinion by Sor. Sor is yeast. Or actually, it's something that is uh, concentrated hametz. In the olden days, they would use seor, which is a concentrated form of hametz, in order to use it as a yeast agent to cause other 
types of dough to rise. <coughs> so it says, Ditnan, we have a Mishnah. Seor shel chulin. You have seor of chulin, meaning non-sacred food, meaning regular food. Veshil teruma, and you have seor also of teruma, which can only be eaten by kohanim. Shenaflu letoch isa. Both seor of chulin and seor of teruma fell into a regular dough. Ve'en bezekedeh lahmitz, ve'en bezekedeh lahmitz. Each piece of se'od individually would not have the ability to cause the dough that it fell into to become hametz. Only through a combination of both of them can or would it be able to become hametz. Vinnit tarfu, and they both joined into the dough, the hamso, and they caused it to become hametz. Rabbi Eliezer Omer. So Rabbi Eliezer says, Ahar aharon aniba. So the Bili Ezer says that how do we judge this dough now? Is the judge, is the dough that this Seor of Hulin and Seor of Terumah fell in, is it to be judged as Hulin and therefore would be able to be eaten by non-Kohanim? Or do we judge it as Terumah? Because after all, Seor of Terumah also fell in. So how do you judge it? So the Bili Ezer's rule is whatever fell in last. So it sounds like from this point, if the last item to fall in was tiruma, meaning the se'or of chudin fell in first, and then the se'or of tiruma fell in, so then we treat it like tiruma. If the last item to fall in was se'or of chudin, then we treat it as chudin. That's the Bili Aizer. Achamim omrim, ben chenafal isur lechatahila, ben chenafal isur lebasof, le'olam eno osir. Achamim say, we don't care the order of it fell in. Whether it fell in Isur first and then Heter, or Heter and then Isur, the bread is always considered Hulin. Well, Hachamim Shita is clear. Hachamim hold that basically this bread or this Isa was rose. What caused it to rise? Tiruma Seor and Hulin Seor. This would be a case of Zevezegorim. Both caused it to rise. Hakamim clearly hold zevezegorim mutar, and therefore it's permissible, and therefore we consider it chulin. But let's try to understand Rabbi Ezra's opinion. Now, let's just conclude Hakamim's opinion one more second, and we start on the Amud Rishon. Which means Hakamim say it's only going to be asur until you have enough seor of tiruma for it to become chametz on its own. However, if you need a combination of Tiruma Seor and Hulin Seor to cause the uh, Isa to become Hamet, then already it is going to be permissible. So that is the Shita of Hakamim. Zeve Zegorim Mutar. Uh, but now we want to analyze Rabbi Aiz's opinion. The Amar Abayi explains Rabbi Aiz's opinion. Lo Shanu Ela Shekadam Vesilek Eta Isur. Meaning, Rabbi Aiz's opinion was. That what? Ahare, aharon, aniba. He said, I go according to what was the last item that fell in. Meaning, if the last item that fell into the Isa was Seor of Cholin, so he's going to consider it Cholin. So Bayer says, yes, that's true. But that's only on one condition. That's talking where the Seor of Teruma fell in first, but you took it out immediately. Meaning, the Seor of Teruma fell into the Isa, However, before it 
actually started to become hametz, you took it out, you removed it, then the seor of Hulin fell in, and it now became hametz. Now granted, the seor of Hulin that fell in caused the isat to become hametz only because Seor of Tiruma fell in first. But since, now because you have a combination, but since you took the Seor of Isud out, we consider as if the Seor of Tiruma was Batil. So since you only have Seor of uh, 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 of Chudlin that fell in second, without any Seor of Tiruma, because it fell in and then you took it out. In that case, he says, I go according to the last item that fell in. However, However, if the Isur fell in, meaning Seor of Tiruma fell in first, and you left it in there, and then Seor of Holin fell in subsequently, so now you have both of them in there at the same time, even though the Seor of Holin fell in last, in that case, Abili Ayaz is going to say Asur. Alma Zevezegorem Asur must be because he holds the opinion of Zevezegorem Asur. Because the rising of this Isa is taking place as a result of Heter and Isur. So therefore, we've proven that what? The opinion that says Zevezegorem Asur is who? Rabili Ezir. So at this point, again, what I want to say that he's going to be the opinion that says when an oven, a new oven, was made in oven with Isur. And then you subsequently baked bread in it with heter. So the bread now is made through a combination of heter and isur. That will be the Bili Ezra's opinion, Zevezegorem Asur. And therefore he's going to say, you have no choice but to break the oven. Meaning you have to break the new oven. Because by breaking bread in that oven, it's going to be a problem of Zevezegorem. So the Gebara says, hold it. Who told you to explain the Bili Ezer like Abaye? That explained that only when you took the first Seor of Isur out, and then the Seor of Hulin fell in, in that case it's permissible, but if they fell in uh, and extended in the same time, it's going to be Asur, because they both caused it to rise. Who told you to explain it like that? Maybe we could learn to be the Ezer literally, because his literal words were, whatever fell in last that makes the status of this Isa. Lo shena kadam v'sileketa isur. Lo shena lo kadam v'sileketa isur. I don't care. The Bili Aizid said in his words, whatever fell in last. I don't care whether I took out the isur or I didn't take out the isur. Meaning, even if the isur fell in first, meaning the tirumah, and I left it in there. Bottom line, since the second item that fell in was the Seor of Cholin, bottom line, since that's Heter, and now that caused it to rise, so he's going to say what? You go after the second item, because it's the second item that's causing it to rise, because since that's the last item that's put in, so we consider it that's causing it, even though the Isur was in there, I don't care, and you kept it in there. However, but let's say they fell in simultaneously, where you can't attribute it to either the Isur or the Heter, right? You can't say it's the second more than the first because it fell in simultaneously. Maybe it'll hold that it's permissible. Maybe, maybe the Bili Aizen holds Zevezegorem Mutar. And the logic uh, of his statement was whatever fell in last, meaning if the Seor of Hulin fell in last, permissible, even if the Isur is still in there. Why? Because since the 
Esav became Hametz through Hulin, so it's Mutar, because Pahamah was the second item that fell in. And since the second item was Hulin, Mutar. If the second item was Terumah, it will be Asur, because it's Terumah. Even if the Heter is in there. However, if they fell in simultaneously, well, you cannot attribute the second more than the first. So he'll hold, really, it'll be Mutar, even if both of them cause the Hametz, the Isat to become Hametz, because of Zeve, Zegorem, Mutar. So again, we haven't proven the principle of Zeve, Zegorem, Asud, according to Rebili Ezeh. So the says, okay, from we'll prove it from here. Ela Rebili Ezeh, Da'atse Ashera. It's actually Rebili Ezeh's opinion by the wood of Abu Dazara. Ashera is a tree that was used for Abu Dazara. It is indeed Isud Hana'ah. Dit now we have a Mishnah. Natal Hemena Etzim. Let's say a person chopped the Ashera and took wood from that Ashera. Now that wood obviously is Isud Hana'ah. Asurim Bahana'ah. They're forbidden to benefit from. Heseik Bahenetatanur. And if you use that, Ashera wood to fuel an oven. Hadash yutats. Oh, here clearly says if it's a new oven, so means the oven was made in oven with isur hanaah yutats. The only option is to break it. Yashan. But if it's an old oven, yutsan. Then your option is just to cool. Wait till it cools down, so you don't benefit from that. Uh, Ashera wood, and then you can refuel it with kosher uh, fuel and use it. Afa boetapat, and if you baked bread while Ashera wood was the fuel, asurin bahana'a. So that bread is going to be asur bahana'a because it was it was baked through isurana'a. Now, if you did it, now you have bread that was isurana'a. Let's say that bread got mixed up in other breads, and then the achirot, the achirot, and then those breads got mixed up in others. Kulan asurin bahana'ah, meaning the Gemara is telling us a bichadush over here that bread of isud hana'ah of avodah zara is not batel, and therefore, if let's say that bread came and fell into three pieces of bread, now you have three pieces. You don't know where the isud is. They all isud. Let's say those three pieces of bread now fell into another ten pieces of bread. Now all those ten are going to become asud, which means there is no bitul for this loaf of bread. That is the opinion of Tanakama. Rabbi Li Aizah says no. On this point, he argues on Tanakama, and he says Yolich which means in this case where you don't know which bread is the isud of. Asherah. You don't know which bread was the one that was baked in the oven with the Asherah fuel. So he says, no problem, you have an option. You can take the value of the uh, Asherah, meaning take the value of the Asherah wood that was used to fuel the oven. Let's say, for argument's sake, there was a dollar's worth of Asherah wood in that oven. So take a dollar, throw it into the Yamamela, throw it into the... Uh, the Dead Sea, which means in a place where uh, nobody swims, nobody goes, and therefore throw that value of the Hana'ah into that waters over there, and therefore by that you'll be able to eat the bread, because now you're not benefiting from the Asherah. It's almost as if you made a redemption. Instead of enjoying from the dollar's worth of Asherah wood, I'm not enjoying from that dollar's worth, because I took another dollar and I threw it into the Yamamela. 
Amru lo, so the rabbis told her to be the Aizana, ain't pidyon avodazara. There is no pidyon for avodazara. I'm sorry to be the Izzah, that is not an option. All the breads are going to be Asur. But basically, what do you see from over here? Rabbi the Izzah only argued with Tanakama on are you allowed to take the Hana'ah of the Abu Dazra and throw it into the uh, water in the Yamamela and then eat the rest of the breads. But in everything else, Tanakama said, Rabbi the Izzah agreed. And what was Tanakama's original statement? Hadash Yutats, that the new oven you have to break. Meaning, if a new oven was made with Abu Dazra, with Hashirah wood, you have to break it. Even though, when you fuel it the second time, you're going to fuel it with Heter wood, doesn't matter. Because now it's going to be Zev Zegorim. It's the oven that has Isud Hana'ah with the new fuel of Heter. The bread that's going to be baked in is going to be Asur. Because Zev Zegorim Asur. So you see clearly, Rabbi the Ezra holds Zev Zegorim Asur. So now we found an author of the original Baraita that's going to tell us what? That the oven of Heres, if it was made originally, meaning Hadash Yutat is indeed Shitat Rabili Aizid. Now, for that matter, it could also be Shitav Tanakama as well. It's just that since we don't know the name of this Tanakama, of this Mishnah, so the Gemara subscribed it to Rabili Aizid, the Mishnah does tell us his name. In any event, the Gemara says, Who told you this? Maybe Rabili Aizid only said Zina Zegurim Asur by Abu Dazara, by an Asherah wood. Because it's Abu Dazara, and therefore we're very strict when it comes to Abu Dazara. Who said that he holds Zevezegurim Asur by other Isurim Shabbatura? For example, by Kedeh Hakirim or by Orla, which was the case of the original Baraita. Just because he was Mahmir by the case of Asherah of Zevezegurim Asur, that you have to break the new oven. Who said you'd have to break the new oven in the case of? Orla and Kedeh Hakirim? The Kabbalah says, Ela Imkain Aman Terbiyah. So then who do you want to subscribe that to? Which is the only opinion we found of Zev Zegorim Asur at all is Rabbi the Izzad. If you're going to start making a difference between Asherah and Orla, then we have no opinion. So since the only opinion we found of Zev Zegorim Asur is Rabbi the Izzad, although he was referring to Abu Zarav, Asherah, must be there is no difference. Because otherwise we're not going to have an author at all of that original bright. Ve'od, Hatanya Behejah. And furthermore, we have a bright that says explicitly, Clearly, we have a bride that says Rabbi the Ezzet indeed was Osir, Zevizigorim Asur on all Isurim Shabbat Torah. So, therefore, the original bride that says Hadash Yutats is Rabbi Eli Ezzet. Amar Abaye, Nabiye says, Imtim Selomar, if you want to say Zevizigorim Asur Rabbi. Now, let's go back to the original bride. The original Belaita told us that Rabbi was Osir the Pat, meaning when you bake bread and there's fuel of Isurana'a in the oven at that time, the bread is Isur because it was fueled with Isurana'a. Now, if you want to tell me that Rabbi also holds, just like that Asur, he's going to hold Zevezegorim Asur, and therefore you'd have to break the oven. The new oven as well. Hainu Rabbi Li'izr. Okay, then we'll have to say that Rabbi holds like Rabbi Li'izr. That Zevezegorim Asur. Bim Tafsilama Zevezegorim Mutar. And if you want to tell me no, that Rabbi really holds, like we said earlier, Zevezegorim Mutar. And therefore you don't have to break the new oven. Because when you use it a second time, it's going to be used with Heter. And therefore it's Zevezegorim Mutar. Behaka Mishum Diyashivah Etzim Bepat. Who, and the reason why he's osir by bread, meaning when you fuel the oven with isur, let's say, or la, or 
Kerem, the bread is asukos. Bottom line, it's being enhanced by isur only isur. Hane kearot vekosot vesluhiyot. These vessels, different type of vessels. Kearot kosot vesluhiyot. Bottom line, common denominator between all these vessels, they're used for cold, meaning you don't use them with fire. Aside, they are going to be asur, because since they were made originally, when you made the original ka'arot and kosod and let's say they're made out of pottery, let's say you originally made them into viable vessels through isur, meaning with fuel of isur, so now they're isur hana'ah. Now, when you put stuff in them, since you're not adding a heter, meaning you're not putting kosher fuel now, you're just storing things in karot, the of Luchayot. So everybody's going to say it's asur. Because bottom line, there's only hanaat isur over here. Which is in an oven, the second time you use it, there's heter, because you put fuel that's kosher. That's not isur hana'ah. But in these items over here, karot, kosur, if they were made with isur hana'ah, the next time you use it, you're benefiting from isur hana'ah. There's no fuel. You don't use, you don't put fuel under a kos. Therefore, when you put the food in there, you're definitely benefiting. So everybody will hold that on these new vessels that were made, the isur hana'ah, you cannot use them a second time. Everybody would say you have to break them. Because this is not as if it's a gorem. There's only one gorem over here. The isur of the... Vessel. It's not like an oven that the second time you're using it, you're using it better. The only argument of Zev Ezegorim applies to an oven, which is fueled the second time, or a Kedera would be a pot. Even if the pot was made, let's say, <coughs> with Isur but the second time you use the pot, you use it with fuel as well. A pot you put over the fire. So since the second fire is Heter, so it would be Zev Ezegorim. <coughs> so the mahluk will be by tanur vekedera. The man damar zevezegorem asur. Quanti peni that says zevezegorem. Both a tanur and a kedera that was made beisur. With isur and I have to break it. The man damar zevezegorem mutar shari. And quanti peni that says zevezegorem mutar. It'll be permissible because the second time I use the oven, I'm using it with heter. The second time I'm using the kedera, I'm using it with heter. So therefore, the food that's baked would be mutar. Ikade amri. Again, gives a different version. Even if you want to say zevizigorim mutar kedera asura, to use a kedera is going to be forbidden. Now the question is why a kedera you use with fuel, and therefore the second time you put the fuel under it, that's heter. So the Gemara says, Because the way you use a kedera is, first you put the food in the kedera, then you put the kedera over the fire. And therefore at that point when you put the food in the kedera, there's only one gorem. You're benefiting from a kedera that was made, isur. An oven, first you put the fuel. Then you put the food in. So therefore, by the time you put the food in, it's zevizeh gorem. It's the ovens, isur, and the fuel of heter. Mashenk and the kedera, you put the food in first. At that point, when the food is in there, it's only isur. And therefore, even the opinion that says, zevizeh gorem, mutar, is going to say that by a kedera, the food is going to be asur. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar of Yosef, Amar of Yudah, Amar Shemuel. We have a statement in the name of Shemuel. Tanur shesiko b'klipe orla. Or b'kashin shel keleha kerem. Again, an oven that was fueled with the shells of orla fruit. Or b'kashin shel keleha kerem. Hadash yutatz. If it's a new oven, you'd have to break it. Again, this would be going like the Bili Aizah's opinion. That said what? Zeveze gorem asur. Therefore, it's no choice. You have to break the oven. Yashan yutzan. If it was an old oven, just 
wait till it cools down. Now, if you baked bread in, in an oven that had Isudana as its fuel, Rabbi Omer, a pat muteret. Rabbi says, the pat is permissible. It was the rabbis that say the bread is asur. Now, obviously, this is a question because we learned in the original Baraita the exact opposite. Rabbi was the one that said the pat is asur, and Hakamim was the one that said that the bread is permissible. <clears throat> so the Gemara says, What do you mean the first Baraita has the exact opposite? Gemara says, You're right. Shemuel Ibkatani. Shemuel had a different version. In his version, Rabbi was the Mekel, and Hakamim were the Osrim. Or another answer I could say, that really Shemuel holds as a general rule. That when Rabbi is arguing against an individual, meaning his Haver, meaning when it's Rabbi against one rabbi in Halakha, Halakha will follow Rabbi. But when the B is arguing against his colleagues, meaning when it's a mahlogit Rabbi against the Rabbanan, Halakha follows the Rabbanan. Now in this case, <coughs> Shemuel held Halakha Rabbi that what? The bread is going to be asur. Even though the rabbis argued on him, and normally the halakha follows the rabbis against Rabbi, in this case for some reason Shemuel was mahmir, that he held like Rabbi, that it is asur. Vesavar etnia ipcha. So he had no choice, but when he taught it to the students, he had to reverse the opinions. In order to make the rabbis the Isud opinion, meaning if he would have stated to his students like the normal text that we have, and he would have said, Rabbi says Asur, meaning the bread is Asur, because it's enhanced by the fuel of Isur, and the Hachamim say permissible, then the students know the rule. Halakha is like the rabbis against Rabbi, so they would have said the bread is permissible. But Shemuel held in this case, Halakha is like Rabbi. So how did he convey? it to his students, so he, he changed the girsa himself, and he said the Rabbi is the one that says mutar, and the Rabbanan say asur, so there the, the students know the rule, that the halakha is like the Rabbanan against Rabbi, so therefore in order for them to follow the isur shita, he had to switch the shitot which is really, his girsa was, Rabbi is osir and hakamim matir but in this case he wanted to posik like Rabbi and he knows if he's going to say it like the the way we have it, the students are not going to take Rabbi, they're going to take the Rabbanan, and in that case the Rabbanan according to that text say mutar, so if he had to switch the opinions around, in order that they come out with the right conclusion so he said, Rabbi matir hakamim osir so the students will now know, halakha ke hakamim, which is asur and the Gemara continues <clears throat> we learned in the Braita that if they cooked the bread on the coals that were Isur, everybody says the bread is permissible. So the Gebara says, <laughs> These set of rabbis, Had Amar, one said, Lo which means that which we said that if they bake the bread on the coals of Isur, it's permissible. This is talking about where the coals were, Amumot. What does Amumot mean? Meaning 
they are dimmed, meaning the coals went out. There was no fire coming out of the coals. They were just emanating heat. Then it's permissible because you're not benefiting from the actual Isur itself, it's like it's ashes. But if the coals are still burning, Asurin, then according to Rabbi, he is still going to say it is Asur. Meaning, according to this opinion in the Gemara, when the coals are still burning, it's not considered that they are ashes yet. And therefore, it's still considered Isur, and therefore, the bread that's baked upon them, it's as if you're benefiting from the Isur Hana'ah. Amar, and one opinion says, Afilu gehalim nohashot namemutarim. Another opinion says, no, that once it's coals, even if they're still lit, and they're still fiery, <coughs> it is still permissible according to the B, because they have a status of burnt, and therefore it's not considered Isud Hana'ah. So basically the two opinions over here is, when it said Gehalim that are permissible, what type of Gehalim are we talking about? So one said only Gehalim that were Omemot, and one opinion says no, even Gehalim that were Lohashot, even if they are still <coughs> lit, there's still fire coming out, since they are considered burnt, so therefore you're not being the Hene from Isurana. So the Gibra says, Mishlam Alamandama Luhashot Asurin, according to the opinion that says that only when the coals are dimmed. <coughs> so then already it is going to be Asur according to the B. Why? Because I'm sorry, Luhashot is when they are uh, still burning. When the coals are still burning, meaning there's this fire coming out of them, Asurim, we understand why. Because, like we learned earlier, the bread is being, uh, has a benefit. The bread, the bread is being enhanced by the coals. Because, after all, there's still fire coming out, and therefore, it's Isur Hana'ah. But according to opinion that says, <coughs> even if the coals are Burning, it's permissible. Pat de asar de yesh shvach etzim bapat le rebi hechi maskahat le. So, what's the case that the bee says is asur? I mean, there was one case where he said that you cannot bake bread when you're using Isur Hana'ah because the bread is enhanced. Well, if it's not talking about where the coals were lit, because according to that opinion, even when the coals are lit and fiery, it is permissible. So what is the case where the bee was osir? Amar papa, kesha avuka kenegdo. That's talking about that. We're talking about where there's actual mamash fire, which means they didn't even turn into coals yet. Which means the kilayim or the orladat is uh, being burnt, it's still a flame. And therefore, that's mamash benefiting from the isud according to Rabbi. And therefore, he holds that that is the only case, avukak when there's a flame in the actual oven itself before they became coals. However, once they became coals, even if they're lit, according to this opinion, it would be permissible. So the Gemara says, comes out that the rabbis that argue on the B, they're going to hold that even if the Isud Hana'ah is being burnt, meaning before even we got coals, it's actual flames, still it's going to be permissible. Because if you remember in the Bright, Achimim argued on the bee, and they said, in whatever case the bee was osir, they were matir. That means they're being matir even when it's actual burning. So then the Gebarah says, So give me a case where it is forbidden to use 
let's say, etzim that are isur behana'ah, which is we know that there is certain types of wood that are isur hana'ah. <clears throat> but according to Hakamim, once you burn them, already it's considered not being nehene. So therefore, what's the case of isur hana'ah by etzim that you would not be allowed to use it? You don't give me a case of cooking or baking, because the second you burn it according to Hakamim, it's not considered you're benefiting from the Yisud because it's already considered according to them like ashes. So give me a case to give what I want to know of wood. That is Yisud How does that manifest? The Yisud. We're talking about a bench. Meaning imagine you have a bench that's made of, let's say, Yisud From a tree that says Asud The wood was Yisud So you were not allowed to sit on it or to use it as, let's say, a footrest. So that's the only case where wood would be Asud according to Hakamim to not in the case of cooking with it because once you bake with it already it's mutad the second you put the fire to it and therefore the only case of isudana by wood would be a case of using a isudana bench for sitting on it or putting your feet on it comes again and says we have a question that was asked let's say you used wood that was consecrated to the Beit HaMikdash it's Hikdash and you baked bread in such an oven that was fueled with according to the rabbis that said if you use let's say the perot of Orla or you use they said that the bread is permissible, so the Gemara wants to know, let's say you use Higdish, is it going to be the same Dina? The Rabbi is going to be lenient with the wood of Higdish as well. So the Rabbi answered, He said, no, this case is different. The bread indeed is going to be Asur. Oh, so what's the difference between the cases of Atzeh Hikdesh and Orla? Amarava, so Rabbi says, Achi Ashta, do you think it's comparable? Orla, Betela, Bimataim. Orla, which is Isur, it is Batel, if it gets mixed up in a mixture, you need 200 against it. However, Hikdesh, Afidu Be'elif, Lo Batel. Hikdesh is not Batel even in a thousand. And therefore, since we find that Hikdesh is more stringent, so therefore the rabbis are going to be Mahmir that if you fueled an oven with Atzeh Hikdesh, the bread indeed is going to be Asur, while if you fueled it with Orla or Kedakerim, the bread is going to be permissible. So the Gemara says, but so that's not a question. That's a. It's easy answer that Asayik dish is going to be Asur, meaning the bread is going to be Asur. Elamarava, so Rava says like this. Okay, maybe we'll ask the question like this. Ikashyalehakash. If you want to ask a question, ask like this. Now, the question is like this. When you take something of Higdish and you use it <coughs> unintentionally, when you use something of Higdish unintentionally, that is called Mi'ilah. Now, the law of Mi'ilah is that once one uses this item for personal benefit, he has to bring a korban, and he also must compensate the Bitta Mikdash, the principle of what he benefited, plus 20%, plus a chomish. Now, the rule also says that once somebody makes me'ilah, the item loses its status of kodesh. The item now becomes hulin. So the Gebarah says like this, When the guy lit the wood, 
in the oven, the wood of Hegdesh, at that moment, the guy who lit it, Bishogeg, we're assuming he did a Bishogeg, he transgressed the Yisur of Me'ila. He's going to be Hayav a Korban and Hayav 20%. <coughs> and what happened? And we know the rule is that when somebody transgresses Me'ila, Nafku lehu lechodin. It goes to Hulin. And therefore, why should the bread be Asur? Because now, it's not Kodesh anymore. Because at the time that he lit it, it became Hulin because of the Me'ilah. So therefore, the Chaurah, the bread should be permissible. Why did the Gemara say that the bread is going to be forbidden? Amara Papa, Hacha Shelamim Atzkinan. we're not talking about regular wood that was uh, consecrated to the Beit HaMikdash. We're talking about a specific type of wood that was consecrated for a specific purpose. Meaning, the wood was designated in order to sell it, in order to buy with the money a korban shelamim. That's a korban that the owners have right to eat from that korban. Now we have a rule. There is no me'ilah by a korban shelamim. The Torah learns, they learn this from Pesukim, that only things that are considered kodsheh Hashem are subject to the laws of me'ilah. But a korban shelamim, for that matter, something that was designated to sell and buy with its money, a korban shelamim, is not subject to the laws of me'ilah. And therefore, since it's not subject to the laws of Me'ilah, when they lit this wood, since it's not subject to Me'ilah, the Kiddushah stays on it, and therefore the bread is going to be Asur. And the Gebrat says, This is following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar, Hikdesh Beshogeg, that if you, let's say, somebody benefited from Hikdesh, unintentionally, Mithalel, then the Kiddushah goes off, and he would have to bring a korban and pay the 20%. Bimezid, however, if he benefited from the Hegdesh on purpose, eno mithalel, then the Kiddushah does not go off. And he is not hayab me'ila. And the Gabriel explains, Bimezid, my ta'amalo. What's the reason if he benefits from something that's Hegdesh on purpose? The Kiddushah doesn't go off. Kevan delav bar me'ilahu. Since it's not possible to be mo'il bimezid, so therefore the Kiddushah does not go off bimezid. Lo nafik lachodin. Jews have a rule. You only can be mo'il bishogeg. And therefore if somebody benefited uh, from an item of Hekdesh bimezid, since it's not considered me'ilah, the Kiddushah does not go off. So what do you see from the Behuda? That any time it's not considered me'ilah, the Kiddushah does not go off. And since there's no me'ilah bimezid, the Kiddushah, the item when you use it, is not going to go off. So we'll say the same thing over here. Shelamim nameh, korban shelim, or the wood, let's say, that was designated to buy korban shelim, kevan de laban me'ilah, and since it's not subject to those of me'ilah, lo nafka lechonin, it's not going to go to chonin. And therefore, when the guy fueled his oven with this, uh, wood of Shilamim, since it's not subject to the laws of Me'ilah, the Kiddushah does not go off, and therefore it remains Bikdushah, and therefore the bread is going to be Asur. Now the Gemara comes along and asks a question. Are you telling me that in all cases, when the person that lit the wood, let's say of Hegdesh, and therefore he was Mo'il, are you telling me, let's say not the Qurban, uh, let, let, let's, say, not, let's say regular word of Hegdesh. Are you telling me that regular word of Hegdesh, once you light it, 
automatically your mo'el b'shogeg, and therefore it goes out to cholin. Is that true? The hatanya we learned in the brayta kol and israfim any item that's a surbahna that the Torah says you have to burn efran mutar. Their ashes are permissible. Chutz me'ase ashera except for the tree of an ashera, which is avodazara, which even the ashes is forbidden, like the pasuk says, that any part of the asherah zasur, even the ashes, the ef-efer hekdesh le'olam asur, and for that matter, the ashes of hekdesh are forbidden as well. And therefore, we have a question now, since the ashes remain isur, so therefore, they do not go to cholin. And therefore, how could you tell me when a person, let's say, takes hekdesh wood, and he burns it, so therefore it's going to go lecholin. What do you mean? Clearly it says that the, even the ashes of a hekdesh would remain kodesh. So give me what's the case <coughs> that you were telling me that it goes to cholin. Here we're telling you even the ashes remain beisur. So the Gemara says now, Amar Rabbi Marhama, Kegon Shenafla Deleka Meeleha Baatze Hegdesh Deleka Inish Denim All. The Gemara says there's only one case where the ashes of Hegdesh will remain Isur, and that is talking about where let's say a fire on its own came and burnt the wood of Hegdesh, since there was no person that was actually Mo'el, because it happened by itself, then the ashes remain Isur. Only in that case. But in the if a person went and made Mi'ilab B'Shogeg, the wood will go to Cholin, and even the ashes will be Mutar. So basically what this Gemara is saying at this point is, that really the ashes of if there was they will go to Cholin and the ashes will be permissible <coughs> and therefore you're right if you used regular wood of Hegdesh to fuel an oven the bread will be mutar because the second the person lit the wood right away it went to Cholin <coughs> however there's one case where the ashes would be forbidden that's where there was no Me'ilah how could there no, be no Me'ila? Well, let's say a fire broke out on its own, and therefore the wood burnt. Nobody was more because it happened by itself. Therefore the ashes are going to remain Be'isud. However, if let's say this was wood of Hegdesh, but specifically wood that was designated in order to buy Qurban Shilamim, since there's no Me'ila by Qurban Shilamim, because it's not considered Koshe Hashem, so therefore the one that burns it is not considered Mo'il, therefore since he's not Mo'il, they remain Biktushah, therefore the bread that's made in such an oven of Atzeh Shilamim is going to be forbidden. <coughs> Comes the Gemara and says, Another answer, how you have a case where the ashes of Kodesh are going to be Isud. Rab Shema'ya Amar of Shema'ya says, Be'otan Shete'unin Geniza. <clears throat> that what type of ashes are going to remain Isur? That's talking about the ashes that need to be placed in the Kodesh and are forbidden Ba'ana'ah, meaning specifically Turumat Adeshin. Turumat Adeshin, we explain, those were the ashes that the Kohen every morning would have to go to the Mizbayah and take the ashes of the previous night's Korban, collect them off the Mizbayah. Those ashes, even though they're burnt, never go out to Cholin. They remain Isur forever. How do we know? Because we have a Braita. The Pasuk says by the Ash Efer of Terumat Adeshin, Vesamo. What do we learn from the word Vesamo? You should place them next to the Mizbayah. So from the word Vesamo, Benachat. We learn that you should place them uh, easily, not that you should throw them. Vesamo, Benachat. Furthermore, we learn from the Vesamo, Bekulo. Meaning you have to place all 
all the ashes, not part of them. Furthermore, you should not scatter the pile of ashes in different places. Meaning you should make one pile. So what do you see over here, but That you need to place it next to the Mizbeah, meaning they need Giniza even after they are burnt. So that according to this reason of Rav really ashes of uh, wood of Egdesh, when you uh, burn them, it's considered Me'ilah, and therefore the ashes are permissible. The only ashes that are going to be forbidden is the ashes of Tirumat Adeshin. <coughs> the Gemara continues. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda said, in Bi'ur Hametz Ela Bisrefa, that Bi'ur Hametz can only be done by burning. Tanya, we have a Braita. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, in Bi'ur Hametz Ela Bisrefa, that the only way we could burn the Hametz, or get rid of the Hametz, is by burning. So the Gemara says, Vahadin Noten, and it makes sense to say that. Why? Uma Notar, just like the law of Notar, that means a Korban, that was left over after its, after its time, where it's not permissible to eat anymore. It's not subject to the law of Balire and Balye Matsi. There's no law that one transgresses Balire and Balye Matsi on Notar. And still, the Torah says you have to burn it. Which is more stringent, which is subject to the laws of Balire and Balye Matsi. Or the more so, it should need Serefa. So you see over here from the Kalva Homer, the learns that Hametz is Ta'un Serefa, Kalva Homer from Notar. So they told him, call Din Sha'atadan, any Kalvachomer that you are going to learn, Tehidato Leachmir. That starts off as a Humrah, meaning since Hametz is more Hamur than Notar, therefore you tell me that Hametz is going to be Bislefa, Besofo Leakel, but it's going to come out what? That it's going to be a Kula. Eno din. In such a case, when the kalva homer starts off as a stringency but ends up in a leniency, we do not make such kalva homer. Why? Why is this a leniency? Lo Let's say a person cannot find wood in order to burn the hametz. Yosef ubatel. What is he going to sit and be idle and not do anything? Torah says you have to get the hametz rid of from your house in any way. In any way possible. And therefore the Gemara is questioning the Biuda. How could you make a kalvah homer? This kalvah homer can be refuted because it starts off as a homrah but it ends up as a kulan. Because even though notar is a besrefa, uh, so called sheken that is or the most but there's a kulade. Let's say a person doesn't find wood. So what are you going to tell him? He shouldn't burn his hametz. So the Gemara says any kalva chomer that ends up to be a kula, because in this case over here, what are you going to be able to do if you don't find wood? What are you just going to not do anything? The Torah says tashbitu. So therefore, such a kalva chomer is not acceptable. So the Gemara says fine. Hazar din So he learned a different way, not from a kalva chomer. Notar asur ba'achila. He learned from what's called a mamatzinu. Notar is forbidden to eat. The hametz asur ba'achila. And hametz is forbidden to eat. Ma notar b'srefa. So just like Hametz is, just like Notar is forbidden to eat and you have to burn it, so too Hametz is forbidden to eat and therefore you have to burn it. Now when it comes to a Mamatzinu, we learn it under all conditions. Even though it's a Humrah and a Kula, it doesn't matter. So therefore, the Gemara learns it from a Mamatzinu from Notar. Gemara says, Amru lo nevela tuchiyah. Don't, I'll disprove that from Nevela. Why? 
The Vila is forbidden to eat, and you don't have to burn it. So therefore, not everything that's forbidden to eat necessarily has to be burnt, like the Vila. Amar la'en, hefresh notar, hefresh, there's a difference between Notar and Nevela. Notar asur ba'akhila ob hana'a. Notar is asur ba'akhila as well as hana'a. The hametz asur ba'akhila bana'a. And hametz also is similar to notar because it's asur ba'akhila bana'a. And therefore, man notar ta'un serifah. Just like notar is, has to be burnt. Af hametz ta'un serifah. So therefore, it makes more sense to learn from notar because notar is more similar to hametz because it's asur ba'akhila bana'a. Masha'enke nevela is not asur ba'na'a. Amru lo shoran eskal yuchiyah. What do you mean? I'll bring you a disproof and I'll refuted from Shor and Iskal. That's the Shor that killed somebody and therefore the Halakah says it has to be stoned. So the deen is Shasur ba'akhira u'bahana'a. Yeah, it's a suit to eat the, that animal and it's a suit to benefit from it as we learned. Ve'enat ta'un serifa and you don't have to burn it so therefore I'll say maybe Hametz also even though it's a sur ba'akhira u'bahana'a you don't have to burn it. Amar la'em hefresh notar hefresh there's a difference. Notar asur ba'akhira u'bahana'a ba'anosh karet notar has three things it's a sur ba'akhira it's a sur ba'akhira and if you eat it you get karet. Hametz asur ba'akhila u'bahana'a ba'anosh karet and therefore Hametz as well it's asur ba'akhila it's asur ba'akhila and it's also punishable by karet and therefore it's more similar Hametz to notar and therefore I learned in Mamatinu from notar that just like notar is b'srifah so to Hametz is the Gemara says ma notar b'srifah af Hametz b'srifah so Gemara says amru lo chilbosh l'chorin niskal yuchiyah no the chilev of chorin niskal will refute that she asur ba'akhila you can't eat the chilev of chorin niskal u'bahana'a and it does not subject to sereva. So basically what the Gemara is trying to do over here is trying to find a source. How does the Biyudah know that Hametz is ta'un sereva? The Gemara tried to bring it from a Kavahomer. The Kavahomer was refuted because that Kavahomer starts off as a Humrah but ends off as a Kula. Because the Kula is going to be that if you don't find wood, you're not going to burn the Hametz. It's going to be over on Badir and Badir Matzeh. And therefore the Gemara ends up learning it from a Mamatzinu. And the Mamatsinus were also refuted from different points. So now tomorrow's Gemara will learn what is the ultimate source of the Biyudah. How does he learn that Hametz is indeed only Bisrefa? Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.